Welcome to the Cinema Snarks Podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Ren. And we are going to tell you how we really feel. And today, we're telling you how we really feel about the 2022 Academy Award nominations. <laughs> so we're recording this on the night of Tuesday the 8th. Bright and early this morning, the Academy of Motion Pictures announced their nominees for the Oscars this year. Ren, I assume you looked them up a little bit later in the morning. I did because I sleep a lot later than. <laughs> I mean, I usually would too, but I did a little live stream bright and early this morning uh, to react to them live. Um, fun times, except it's insanely early, especially like for california i would say aren't they mostly even behind us here yeah, in mountain time it's, so they announced these at approximately five in the morning uh in la and i don't understand why still to this day it's a very early time frame i mean i guess maybe they want to get like the new york times like type of you know yeah. like the east coast news cycle out in time I don't know. It's just like nobody wants to be up this damn early to watch. We love you, Tracy Ellis Ross, and we love you, Leslie Jordan, but nobody wants to be up that early no. for all of that. But <laughs> just, or just do it in the evening when yes. everybody's awake. That's yeah. another option there. Does it have to be yeah. first thing in the morning? Is that a requirement? Yeah. They just want everyone to like tailspin all day long. They want to dominate that full day. I guess, I guess, right? I'm like, they're also like, they're movie people. As far as I know, they don't tend to be up super early, <laughs> voluntarily. I don't know any, yeah, I don't know any actors who are like, yes, I absolutely want to wake up at 7 a.m., no question, no matter what. I mean, there's a few of them that do, but they usually have like a day job that makes them get up that early. But, you know, we whatever. <laughs> yeah. So basically what we're doing today, we're giving you our snarky takes on these Oscar nominees. We're going to just go category by category, basically. We'll sure. let you know who is nominated and give our thoughts if we first, have any in-depth thoughts on them. Real quick, Larry, have mm -hmm. you seen all of the Best Picture nominees? I have not. I wow. am missing one. Which I one? Drive my car. Drive my car is yeah. the one I have not yet. Which watched. is a little harder to to access. But so we do have it here. We yeah. have it at our our Denver Film Hub, if you will. It has been playing it. So it's also three hours long. Um, <laughs> it's a three hour long international drama. Great. So it's been a little. I, I have to admit it. I know film snobs hate to hear stuff like this, but it takes. A little bit of like, I have to work myself up. Oh, I have to, you know what I mean? Why I still haven't seen Schindler's List is I know that is like a whole <laughs> thing. And I, that I'm just have not been prepared to sit and like do that. So I get it. It's a well, lot. We'll kick this off with probably the most quote unquote populous uh, category here at the bottom with best visual effects. And the nominees for this category were Dune, Free Guy, no Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Do you have any strong feelings, Ren? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know why. Uh, <sighs> I don't have any really strong feelings, so why don't you go ahead right away? So right away, I don't think Free Guy should be here. 
It was okay. fun. It looks okay, but it looks very CG uh-huh. mostly. And some of the CG is not good. Like Ryan Reynolds' head on that thing. If you pause yes. it at yeah, any that's time, not good. So and, like, it's okay. That's a that was a choice. I would buy that. But I I mean, are they warding based on quantity? That should be quality. So <laughs> I really was hoping, based off of the shortlist, that Godzilla vs Kong would take Free Guy's spot. I just think the textures and the looks of them are much better and as just yeah, as much. Yeah, Godzilla vs Kong was fun. And the CG you know was what? really good. <laughs> did Mortal Kombat come out in 2021? It did. Because that it also did. had excellent visual effects. Uh, sorry, and okay, then, so real quick. Uh, my other I, one, sorry, yeah, is go that ahead, go ahead. we have two Marvel movies in here. Eternals had better visual effects than both Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. I'm sorry. I just need to yeah. say it. In pure visual effects, the third act of Spider-Man is so dark and like muddled in its visual effects that I'm like, what's going on? And then Shang-Chi, once they start getting into that really fantasy stuff, oh, it's very hit or miss <laughs> on those visual effects. The film itself for Little Eternals, creatures. I don't think really missed. It's only that freaking little like hip dude at the in the post credit is like the only like quantifiably like straight up bad CGI. I don't know. Yeah. I just was like, okay. Also, I would have liked to see the Green Knight get in for yes, a non-blockbuster. Okay. Absolutely should have been on the cinematography, just period. Oh, yeah, uh, it's we'll just, get there. I will get there. First of all, though, okay, before we move it forward much more, I would like to give our general hot take on the Oscars. So first of all, um, the Oscars are stupid. Um, they're totally stupid. They're also really great. So this is where we have to start from is right because you, you know, what do we just, why do we even care about the Oscars? Why do we even want to talk about yeah. the Oscars if it's stupid? And, and the big problem we have is that at the end of the day, the people who vote for the Oscars are people who don't know what they're talking about, or they're people who have these very, very deeply skewed perspectives on what is a good film that is not necessarily in touch with what general audiences enjoy or even like the majority of people watching and thinking about movies here in 2022. Um, it's also very stressful, the fact that we know that some a lot of voters just don't even see films and yeah. that, you know, you have people voting on topics that they don't know anything about, right? So like this best visual effects is probably a great example to start from. Usually I start with the sound design because, you know, I'm a sound designer and I'm always pissed off with the sound design selections. Although there's no war film this year. So this will be a fun little like toss up. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's what happens with animated films and what happens, they don't, they don't know what they're judging. So they just say that had a lot of cool, flashy well, thing happening. when they vote for the winner. Yeah. And it's also like, so with this best visual effects rate, I imagine that it's okay. Well, they complain that we never give any nominations to the Marvel films. So like, let's throw them a bone. And like, that's the kind of shit that like makes the Oscars fucking stupid. And this is now- Spider-Man's only nomination. So the, yeah. I feel like it was definitely, uh, uh, we have to, it has to get nominated somewhere. Like it does or not. people will get a riot, you know, like they right. get mad. Um, they don't it doesn't uh first of all i I liked spider-man no way home i didn't think it was an incredible piece of film um but that being said here is the positive thing about the oscars and why we still have to give a shit about the oscars is that the oscars gives so much to the films that they nominate so you know moonlight 
got an incredible amount of reach. A24 is making films now because we made some kick-ass films that got Oscar nominated, that people went out and saw. Like the amount of money that the Oscars end up bringing to the films that they nominate is significant, especially for smaller films and international films. So that's part of why people get so upset when we're like, let's nominate Steven Spielberg again. Like he doesn't need the help. West yeah. Side fucking story. Well, actually, it does need the help because it needed it was a the bomb, help, but, it, bomb. but, but it got a hundred million dollar budget to begin with. So yeah, mm, that was needs to <laughs> um, be fine. But uh, so that is why we care about the Oscars, even though it is stupid, and the people who vote and decide on the Oscars are stupid, and the system itself is kind of stupid because you know it's. Yeah. We'll talk about this with Bruno, not Bruno, with Encanto and their okay. original song yes. nomination. The entire system is dumb. Disney. Stupid. Um, it is important still because yeah. of what it gives to exposure, especially when you look at the like uh, small shorts, the documentary shorts, the animated shorts, the live action. Yeah. Nobody would know about most all of those films and those filmmakers are able to kind of branch into bigger things because they can be like, I'm an Oscar winner and I'm an Oscar nominated, you know, short film. Look at this, you know, otherwise nobody, nobody's watching short films unless it's in front of a Disney or Pixar movie, you know, so uh, that, that's a huge part. But visual effects, I also think Suicide Squad was oh yeah they more visually visual effects oppressive than uh, both of the marvel movies uh the only one i think unilaterally should be here uh, was Dune. never in question it's dune i mean dune, dune. dune effects are i mean they're amazing and they're seamless like <laughs> i don't think anybody's arguing dune i honestly wouldn't argue with no time to die really at all either uh it's a much more practical effects which i love and so we're getting those and just kind of you know <laughs> touching out the wire or touching you know stuff like that I, I i think it's great so the category i didn't love it's particularly free guy i'm sorry free guy i enjoyed the film well enough i just i don't think the effects themselves were actually impressive as much as they were just video game on the screen <laughs> All right, so next up we have best production design. So sets. We have Dune, once again, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Have you only seen one of these so far, Rim? Uh yeah. Uh Dune was the only one. And I haven't watched Nightmare Alley yet, even though we're gonna do a podcast we about are. it. Um next. Uh, <laughs> so I've I have seen all of these. Um I mean, I think they're, I think it's a pretty solid list. Nightmare. Yeah, I, I was going to say, list. I don't think I need to have actually seen these to have a sense of their production design because you yeah. can grab that from trailers. <laughs> Part of me, The Power of the Dog is probably the weak one. They just really loved that film. Uh, I mean, the production designs and the sets. Uh, I mean, what about West Side Story? Is it was the production design? Yeah, I mean, or? it was like pretty much all shot on a <laughs> freaking stage. Uh, so they yeah. built out all of those sets, uh, and they were they were they looked great. I thought that was great. Macbeth, I thought the production was great. You, you can just tell from the trailers again. <laughs> I have not seen it, but it looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Tragedy of Macbeth is beautiful. The production design. I don't have really a big problem with this category. I don't think 
Great. Next well, category. Yeah, I was like, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> You're a set design type of person. The only one I would maybe have wanted to see get in again would have been The Green Knight or yeah. The French yeah. Dispatch, even though I didn't yeah, love the that's... film. French mm-hmm. Dispatch, the sets are Wes, Yeah, Wes Anderson is always creating an incredible production design and very infrequently is getting acknowledged for... So, I mean, the other thing I would like to point out, it's not just set design. Yes. It's all it's like all those little yeah. pieces, even yeah. like how the costumes kind of fit into your world is all yeah. part of your production design. You actually also should have gotten a nomination. I mean, like, it's all... There's only yeah. so many you can fit in. Uh, Last Night in Soho, incredible production design. That was a that gorgeous film. <laughs> No, we we're gonna out. we're gonna mention a couple of films a couple times i presume that just got snubbed all the way like they got completely locked out of the whole yeah. oscars uh unfortunately yeah but like based on trailers yeah. i would say that the that the production design of last night in soho was better than west side story or the power of the dog yeah um our dog is available on netflix i know ren has easy access for that one uh, yeah. it's, it's a must watch at this point ren it's the most it's nominated not- film I know. Now I have to watch it. I was actually the first text message I sent to Larry after I got the list was, "God damn it! Now I have to watch stupid West Side Story." Um, uh, people I'm a just theater loved person. that West Side Story. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, our next category is best international feature. I so we have any of these. <laughs> we have Japan's Drive My Car, Denmark's Flea. Italy's The Hand of God, Bhutan's Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, and Norway's The Worst Person in the World. So I've seen two. Um, the Hand of God is also on Netflix. I think I'm going to try to check it out soon. I have never heard of A Yak in the Classroom. So, and I don't, I don't know. That's cool. Uh, I feel like <laughs> Bhutan is not a name that gets no. nominated. So you know what? I, I like wagered eighty percent of Americans <laughs> would not know that was a country. Yeah. If you threw it out at them. So I think that's really cool to get a new country in the mix. We're used to seeing, you know, particularly it's Korea recently is dominated, but China, Korea, Japan will get stuff in here. Italy always is a, a big player. France, Mexico, yeah, that's their Hollywood. <laughs> I'm glad to see Flea. Flea actually made a little bit of history for an animated film with its triple nomination this morning, but I really enjoyed Flea. Worst person in the world, I think, is a little overhyped, but that's just me. Uh, and we have to see Drive My Car. It's the big yeah. international feature of the year. Thing. So we'll, we'll report back after we've watched Drive My Car together. So. <laughs> All right, next up, best cinematography. Okay, just <laughs> why is not Green Knight on the list? Y'all. fucking West Side Story. Listen. I'm going to say it like 12 times. Uh, <laughs> the Green Knight legit had the best cinematography I saw in any film. Yeah. Any of the 140 plus films I saw gorgeous, last year. Beautiful. You know what? This is another problem with the Oscars. We're just going to throw it out there on our list of problems. They have recency bias. So the fact that Green Knight came out early in the yeah. year means that they completely fucking forgot about it by the time the actual like nominating process came around. And oh, shit. Uh, we forgot how much prettier this was than Stupid West Side Story. And all of these came out after. uh, Yeah. After the Green Knight. All of these came out, right? Dune is the oldest on the list, right? Dune came out the longest ago. 
Honestly, I I would have I would have liked to see Spencer get in here too, but they they got one nomination for Spencer, which I was very yes. happy about. Yes. I thought she was going to get uh, robbed, so I was happy. But so June was a given. I, I knew it was in Nightmare Alley. I thought could get in. I thought it was on that cusp though, but they they liked Nightmare Alley a little more than I thought. Uh, Power of the Dog. I knew they just loved it. I knew it was going to get in. Tragedy Macbeth. Thank goodness. I have to say, I enjoy Belfast, y'all. But thank goodness Belfast did not get in here because that cinematography did not deserve a nomination. But it was black and white. The only, for me, the only black and white film that should have been anywhere near consideration was The Tragedy, the tragedy of Macbeth. So yeah. if, it, if one's going to get in, I'm glad it was that's this That's good, right? Like, that's the sort of thing, again, that we're going to complain about, is that if you do something mildly interesting that is, like, a little bit different, they're like, oh, it's black and white. It's so hard to shoot in black and white. It's not. Uh, I mean, it's different, it, but that doesn't and it's mean not it anymore. It's like so often Hollywood over the past like decade has really started making a crutch out of black and white cinematography to get this nomination or to get the awards or to get the prestige. So it's when it serves the purpose of your film. I like it. I like black and white. It looks cool. It's fun. But if it's just there and you're kind of like, what's the point of this? Then don't just shoot it normal. But that's also why I don't understand these like re-releases of the black and white cuts of so many films they do now. I'm like it looked better in color. I'm sorry. <laughs> why? <laughs> why would I want to watch the uncolored version? Somebody spent a lot of time and thought on what the colors were gonna look like together. Why would I want to watch? I, like, I mean, I guess it's version? kind of fun. Like, yeah, what did Justice League? Zack Snyder's Justice League did not need a black and white cut earlier this year. There was there's no point. Like but, but yeah, this category oh, What a money grab. That's what that bucket is. <laughs> Just this category for the fanboys. The Anyways. cinematographers should be ashamed for not nominating the Green Knight. That's my takeaway. Honestly, I would have taken any of the five away to put the Green Knight in here because it was the best and it Hands deserved down. to be nominated. <laughs> All uh, right. right, another hot topic, Ren. Uh, favorite. The, this is my favorite. <laughs> best original song. Okay, the funniest thing. <laughs> Of the entire Oscars. Let's explain. First of all, the Disney had to guess which song from Encanto they should put forward for an Oscar. Because that's how this works. Is that this is part of why like and they A24, can put more than one. And this could be part of why the Green Knight didn't get as many nominations as A24 is a smaller company. And maybe they just didn't put a bunch of money and focus and time into trying to get those Oscar nominations for the film. Um but Disney with Encanto was like, we got to decide which one we think is going to be the big one. And which one did they pick? Dos Oroguitos. I don't even know what song that is. I it's the ballad. It out. It's the ballad. It's the ballad when the, when the Abuela's story is unfolding near the end of the film. Got it. Why? Okay. First of all, that was a bad <laughs> choice. What? That's never anybody's favorite. I guess if you're going by like, Beauty and the Beast standards, and you're like, Pale as old as time, right? That was the, the big one. But also, it's like they're stuck in the 90s with Beauty and the Beast, is they, they bank on the ballads because that's what worked for them for so long. A Whole yes. New World, Beauty yes. and the Beast, uh, which, Can You Feel the Love Tonight won them an tells Oscar. me they don't know who they have fucking writing music for them because Lin Manuel Miranda is a very gifted writer, but you know what are his jams? Not the fucking ballads. <laughs> 
the thing that you're getting with Lin-Manuel Miranda is something you're going to dance to and shake yeah. your little uh, shoulders to. And and why on earth they were like, yes, his ballad, that's his, his opus. No. And honestly, and, if they were uh, like, they could have even gone with Surface Pressure, the song sung by Louisa. It's a top 10 yes. hit, so it's very popular. And the lyrics are deeper, like it's about something yes. more. Yes. So if they wanted like a lyrical song, go with that. If you want just the pure what everybody in the world has heard and what they will vote for because everybody seems to love it, seeing as it's spent two weeks at number one on Billboard Hot 100, <laughs> you pick it. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. I just, I'm also baffled. Disney is doing this recently as well, where they're only putting up one song from their musical for consideration. And I think they're trying not to cannibalize their films or like split vote. It, I, I don't think, think they have to. It's still Disney. No. <laughs> Their songs are so popular. And then people will pick the one that ended up being the most popular. Or both. Disney or has both. gotten multiple nominations in the best song category many times throughout history. And I honestly think at least with the popularity that this soundtrack is like taken off with, it's like the biggest so, thing in Disney's history. <laughs> Larry, I have a question and maybe you have an answer because Patrick asked me today. Yes. Um, Because he seemed, he wasn't sure. Uh, He thought, he was like, so who puts in the nominations? Is it like the producer? Is it like the director production? And I was like, I think that's a totally separate department. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I'm not positive on on what. Great question. Because whoever is is in charge of that department did a bad job at Disney this year. Encanto should have had at least, they should have submitted like three songs. And be like, here you go. And let's see what happens. And I'm pretty sure they, like this somehow you do. From four good days, nobody knows what the hell that is. Nope. No one. How I don't even know. How, Diane Warren is like the Oscar whisperer. She finds ways to get her like mediocre music in every year. Um, <laughs> and here she is again. Be alive. I figured would get in. It's Beyonce. Yes. From King um, Richard. Of course, the uh, the Bond. James Bond song because it always gets nominated because even though it came out in two thousand twenty-one. 2020 before it got delayed she released a whole music video and everything for it the year prior so i guess it only counts if it's once it's accompanied by the film itself i guess so i'm pretty sure it counted last year for the oscars but i'm not positive or the grammys but not the oscars it's very weird that one is very weird i also think it's an underwhelming bond song sorry whatever uh, it's a bond song let's <laughs> give it an oscar nom and then down to joy is okay van morrison you know they have the whole van morrison connection with belfast and ireland and all that fun jazz um i'm a little bit sad that the harder they fall song by jay-z didn't get in here um they went couples all up and down this ballot. I wanted a Beyonce and Jay Z uh, double nomination. <laughs> power couples, triple power couples. Um, I honestly do, though. I feel like if it was, we don't talk about Bruno. This would be a lock for a win. I yep. feel like this. Now I'm like, I have no idea which one's going to win. Lin Manuel Miranda would have that egot in hand by uh, March. Now uh, I think it's going to be hard to overcome the Bond song, even though I think it's mid. It's been winning, and uh, I think Billie Eilish is about to get a freaking Oscar. Stupid Disney robbing him of his EGOT. <laughs> he had it, and with the year he had, he deserved a damn Oscar this year. <laughs> He's not going to get it. All right, best documentary shorts. I don't, I haven't watched it. I always just skip so. it because we haven't seen any of them. Sorry. Uh, best documentary, documentary feature. I haven't so, seen any of these. You've seen Flea, though, right? I've seen Flea. Is it and animated? 
uh, Fleet is animated. So it got into animation, it got into documentary, and it got into foreign film, all three categories. That's why it made like a history mark. Um, I guessed four out of these five would make it. I know some people are really upset though that the rescue was left off because it was a really good documentary that people loved. Summer of Soul has been a big player. Uh, I loved Flea, so I'll be secretly cheering for Flea because I don't think it's going to win foreign and I don't think it's going to win animated. So I would like to see it win for documentary, but that's just Great. me. Also, <laughs> it kind of breaks ground on like animation as a storytelling device yeah if, I'm it, curious. if it sees if it's seen as something more than just you know animated kids movie cool. all right next up we have best animated feature so once again Encanto, Flea, Luca, the Mitchells versus the Machines and Raya and the Last Dragon this was the five that most people were guessing were going to get in. And yeah. for once, um, the Academy just went with the, the five. <laughs> so I think Encanto is going to win, but it makes me sad because the Mitchells versus Machines is better. I agree. Uh, the Mitchells versus Machines is easily my favorite film on this list. Uh, I wish I'm just ha I, honestly, I'm happy it got nominated. I was scared so, they were going to Lego movie it and snub it. So I'm yeah. happy. So the animated feature category is one of the most frustrating um, because we know for a fact now that many of the voters do not watch the animated film because yeah. they don't, basically it's not worth their time. Yeah. So they ask their children which one they liked the best. Um, or they just say the Pixar seen one. this one. I, well, my kid watched this one. I saw it on. We'll go with that. Yeah. So the or nomination is helpful um, at its core, but like, you know, this is what it's always going to come down to is I love Laika and it deserves to win every year it puts out a movie and it doesn't because they don't have enough name recognition to yeah. have blind voters who don't actually watch the movies pick their movie. It's a damn shame. Um, I think, yeah, what you just said, though, is pretty much why Encanto is going to win. I think it just got that yeah. huge momentum push right as yeah. the Oscar voting was going on. Yeah. Uh, everyone's going to have seen it. All the parents, I mean, is probably playing in their house nonstop on Disney+. Plus. Luca, I do think was popular. I just, I've, I've never felt that buzz around Luca as a Pixar film, even through award season. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to take it. Uh, Raya, again, we talked about biasy recency, bias towards recent films anyway. So that came out in March. I almost thought it might get left off because it came out so dang long ago. And then Flea, just that's the other thing. The distribution on Flea was a little bit wonky, was very difficult to get a hold of. So um, I've never even heard of it until today. I don't so. think it will win, but I'm, I think the, the nomination is a win for Flea. So yay, animated films and go Mitchells. We're still rooting for you, even if I think it's an uphill battle. <laughs> All right, best makeup and hairstyling, a, a category near and dear to Ren's heart as yes. uh, the um, next makeup artist. I, I, okay, so I'm glad the Cruella is in there because I think it's incredible. I think they did an awesome job. I'm actually really happy about the eyes of Tammy Faye. I think yes. they did a really good job in that film as well. Yeah. Um, I have not seen the House of Gucci. I, the makeup and hairstyling and the makeup in Dune is okay. It's not like crazy impressive. Really, the costumes make the the aesthetic a lot more in my opinion um i wasn't like wowed by the makeup of dune um 
I think coming to I haven't seen coming to America, but I I think everybody finds that one to be the biggest uh, head tilt. Listen, <laughs> no, I will fight people because that was one I was championing because I don't really I didn't like the film very much at all. Uh-huh. But the makeup and the hair, the hair good? designs, particularly because they throw these like balls and stuff. It actually should have gotten in for costume design if you ask me to, because yeah. just visual. I mean, the hair was amazing specifically that's why i always find it kind of difficult like i know they go together but what if a film does like this amazing hair work and the the or the amazing hair work and the makeup is nothing or this amazing intricate makeup and there's no hair you know so it's i know it's weird to separate them but also you're like how do they vote on both (laughs) um in one movie that i think might have been the suicide squad had really good makeup and yeah. hairstyling and and so that one is yeah, a little bit of a one nubby I'm, one oh, i'm so glad that being the ricardos did not get in here i oh my god that that makeup work makeup i'm sorry to the people Ma- nicole kidman looks weird terrible i'm it sorry make her it look was, more no. like lucille ball it just make made her look less like nicole kidman um, uh yeah so if you look like with tammy faye next to Nicole Kidman, like Jessica Chastain and Nicole. No, the, the, Tammy Faye was much more effectively transforming. <laughs> Whereas that yes. was, it was almost like Uncanny Valley, what they did to Nicole Kidman. It was very strange. Was House of Gucci, I mean, uh, the most she of actually, it was Nicole okay. Kidman looked like she had bad plastic surgery. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. Uh, I'm actually not too mad about this. Like you said, Dune, I think, just benefited from those costumes. I think because it was a lot of head wrap stuff too. Maybe from the Harkonnens and such because they were like white with like the kind of, maybe some of the background weird creatures, but honestly, Uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you, it's not that hard to make somebody pale. (laughs) I like Stellan Skarsgård's like weird fat suit, like makeup stuff. That's that's kind of where I'm thinking they went more than like, you know, Cruella is like, I'm I am hoping that Cruella wins because I think the makeup and the the hairstyling. Honestly, if it doesn't win the other one, we'll talk about uh, I Riot. So there we go. All right. (laughs) Next up, we have best film editing and we have Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog and Tick, Tick, Boom. You've seen (laughs) Don't Look Up, right? I have. This is always a weird category because it's another one of those like, how are they judging this? Well, when it came to Don't Look Up, they judged by, we see sloppy editing, left, right, and center. Let's nominate it. Yeah. That's because there was a lot of it. Again, like it was a lot. Quantity versus like quality. It's literally Bohemian Rhapsody all over again. Like when Bohemian Rhapsody won for that terrible editing job that they did on that film. It's, I just, I don't, it, it, to me, this just seems like, it seems like nonsense. All of them just seem like, we liked this movie, so we nominated it in a, in a category we don't really know. Yeah, yeah, sure, Dune, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, I don't think the film editing in Dune was bad, but it wasn't like, oh, this is incredible. This is so well done. You know what, what yeah. I honestly think a best film editing, this would be a great category for them to start putting those uh, horror films that they snub constantly right like again Honestly, last night in soho it should be here film editing the editing is amazing in last night so so the, yeah that, this is a perfect end i actually am happy to see tick tick boom get in here because yes, i thought it had really interesting yeah. editing it wasn't yeah. over the top i thought it really added to the story like kind of like yes we you know it wasn't just but you know what 
In the Heights would have been another one that might have made more sense for best film editing. Like Power of the Dog, some of them, and I know they like to do this too. See, they, they go for the extreme. They go for Don't Look Up, and then they go for Power of the Dog, where it's just like very minimal. No edit. <laughs> like as little editing as possible. And you're like, okay. I mean, should we not just give that to best director? Because they directed the film so well that you didn't have to chop the hell out of it to make it okay? I don't know. Uh, it's all, it's choices, I guess. It's choices. <laughs> um, but moving along, we have best live action short. I've seen none of them. Uh, nor have I. Same thing with best Perfect. animated short. But I would best love to go animated. see one of their little compilations. When they put yes, I will, be, I will be viewing the compilations 100%. Best animated short, though, the one thing I want to say is I'm actually a little bit sad that they left off the, the Disney short Us Again. Uh, that played in front of Raya and the Last Dragon. It was really beautifully animated. It was a really beautiful, inventive story. Uh, and it's from Disney, so I'm, I'm shocked it got snubbed. But I, I am sad it got snubbed as well, because it definitely deserved to be here. <laughs> I don't even care what the other ones are. It was so good. I just know it deserved to be here. <laughs> All right. Best original screenplay. Belfast, Don't Look Up. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. I've only seen two of these. Uh, I mean, this category but, pretty much went as expected, except The Worst Person in the World was a shock. Um, but I know people love it, so I wasn't... Uh, I was only uh, somewhat shocked on that. Again, thank God, being the Ricardos. Um, didn't get in for original screenplay. Don't look up is. I guess if you were going to, if uh, there was a category that don't look up made sense, it would probably be this one. I have to say at this point, yeah. there's two people. They didn't do it. Thank God. And it's becoming that way with Adam McKay. If Adam McKay gives you a satire, you're like, yes, give it all the awards. Nominated for everything. Yeah. Without Again, anything. This is the problem with uh, the Oscars. Again, you have any sort of like any stuff. They're humans, right? There's still these people who are voting yeah. and they have their biases. And so obviously a vast majority of Hollywood are these very liberal types. And um, they're also like <laughs> kind of elitist. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we love it. It's so yeah. clever and high-minded. Let's give it best original screenplay. <gasps> Let's nominate it for best picture. <laughs> So um, that, well, then we get adapted screenplay once again. I'll just harp on it one more time. The Green Knight should have been more in contention for adapted screenplay. That should have the tragedy of Macbeth, but I'll just leave that there. We got Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. I'm happy to see two lady writers yes, in the there mix there. That's, That's nice. There's actually Maggie three. Gyllenhaal, killing it. Well, oh, the writer cool. of Coda is female as well. Oh, great. I don't, I'm not yeah. from that country, so that is a <laughs> non-gendered name as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the cool thing, right? We got three out of five female nominees in Adapted Screenplay. women writers. Yeah, um, then um, a foreign film in here with... Sorry, real quick, I do have to say, Dune had an excellent best adapted adaptation the fact that you took one of the most nerded out about the books in history and didn't piss off the fans that alone i feel like they should win just based on that and hard that, all the people who were like super bored by the books and went in like oh god yeah. came out like wait uh okay that oh, was that better now 
okay that was okay i i understood it a little bit more than any other time so yeah that's they a hard did a- weird movie yeah i think i think it deserves the i think it deserves the win <laughs> all right so moving along we have best original score we have don't look up dune in Congo, parallel mothers and the power of the dog dune should take it obviously actually just them yeah. always wins yeah. but- <laughs> I just saw uh, Parallel Mothers tonight before we recorded this. The score was actually really good. So mm-hmm. seeing it, I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad you. Okay. I'm glad you got in. But this, I mean, this is Dunes to lose, right? Like I, <laughs> I don't know. It's Hans's to lose. It's Hans's to lose. Uh, Hans's to lose. <laughs> All right. Best sound. We have Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Okay, so first of all, best of sa- best sound used to be separated into two different categories, right? It was like yes. best sound editing and best sound design. Uh, yes? Best sound editing and best sound mixing. Sound mixing, which is, <laughs> I agree, is kind of stupid because those are roughly the same thing. Um, <laughs> Every year we would have these articles coming out explaining to people what is the difference between sound editing and sound yeah, mixing on a no, film if we sound if, if we're gonna lump costume and hair together we yes. can lump sound editing and sound <laughs> totally i'm a sound designer and i can tell you that's fine <laughs> um now this is this is always the category that i am the most aggravated about um Okay, so part of the problem with this is that it seems like it's some combination of like, I, I'm glad they didn't nominate Encanto, but like sometimes it's like, oh, let's nominate this because it, okay, first, usually if there is a war. big war movie that year, they always nominate for best sound. It's because they think explosions are hard. Um, and like they can be, like it is kind of hard to do explosions that sound good and right, but also like they've had like hundreds of years to figure it out, not hundreds of years, decades and decades to figure out how to make war sounds sound good. And it's not like they're brand new fucking explosion sounds, just so you know, they have like libraries full of these sounds and then they just like mix them and add them again and again. Anyways, um, really, I think the art of sound design comes down to a lot more like how it fits into the film. And so I, I think Dune has good, a good score. I don't know. I guess it has decent sound. Um, it's the only one on this list that I've like actually seen. Um, but obviously No Time to Die is on there because there's guns and shit. And that's, say, that's it's, it's, why it got nominated. No Time to Die kind of took the war spot, I feel. Yeah. The, the guns, the explosion, the cars, all of those different sounds being edited. I, haven't seen West Side Story. I can't imagine the sound is some incredible thing. Mm, it's the musical. So that's it. It's always the war and the musical uh, come together why, for sound why design. Why not in the Heights? <laughs> oh, yeah, once again. West Side Story came out more recently <laughs> directed by Steven Spielberg. That's why. Um, Power um, of the Dog also was a lot. Uh, well, it's very dialogue heavy for a sound nominee, actually, the Power of the Dog. Uh, I mean, they have gunshots again because it's a Western. And Belfast. Uh, I don't know. Again, last night in Soho should have been here. I'm just going to say, I say this is another category where the <laughs> horror films they refuse to even acknowledge exist in the Oscar Oscar nomination process should be getting recognized because sound is so incredibly effective in horror films. Honestly, even the sound in Stupid Bad Old is probably better and like more creative and like creates emotional reactions in yeah. people than what's going on in in most of these films like, I, like there's a difference between sound and like 
score, right? Yeah. There's a reason they have two separate things, but I think they just kind of get lumped together in people's brains and, and yeah. Baby and Driver a- should have won Best Sound. And the fact that Baby Driver didn't win Best Sound the year that it was nominated is proof that they don't know what they're talking about. It's, it's an interesting thing. Like that's part of the reason I think Christopher Nolan is always nominated in the sound category, even though I don't think he does sound design very well. Uh, it's because he's made this conscious decision to move the dialogue to the back of his sound mixes uh-huh. so you can't hear the dialogue instead he's having you hear the score and the explosions over the top of the dialogue and it's a very strange decision by him but yet he gets nominated all the time and you're like this is not effective um yeah honestly i think it's a shame that neither a quiet place or a quiet place part two got nominations in the sound categories seeing as those films literally are predicated on the use of sound. It's cause they're horror films because as soon as yeah. it's a horror film, we don't care about it. Now, yeah. again, going back to the production company has to put in money to yes. get it nominated, which is part of the problem with the whole fucking process is horror companies notoriously do not usually put a giant budget into their horror films. There, there are very few super high budget horror movies out there. Um, and so that may be, and there's also probably something to the fact that they're like, why bother putting any money into this when the Academy refuses to acknowledge any horror films, even if they are clearly fucking art. Um, so yeah, categories where horror should absolutely be being acknowledged are sound and, uh, production design, um, and acting the the one that they try hard every year is to get an actor in and the academy refuses like uh, that's one thing they put huge campaigns behind tony collette and lupita nyong'o like back to back they pushed hard for those two women and all of the critics awards gave it to them because they're like these are amazing performances and the academy just didn't even nominate it pretend they didn't exist and moved on yeah it's ridiculous but yes horror yeah makeup like come on the horror genre is (laughs) built most of the like amazing makeup we have today comes thanks to the horror genre experimenting incredible fucking makeup that's a horror film's handyman that was incredible makeup (laughs) actually that had great like production design too the like all the shadow things and all that that's anyways (laughs) anyways never mind all right so another technical aspect we have best costume design cruella obviously win it (laughs) actually dune dune is also really good i want cruella to win it i'm pretty i'm pretty satisfied if west side stories get again i don't mind it getting in for costume design i thought the costumes were very good uh nightmare alley costumes look great dune costumes are great cruella amazing and then serrano i haven't watched because for whatever reason, they're not releasing it till the end of February. Um, How I you cannot I I guess if you have a limited enough run in L.A. or New York, they released it in L.A. and New York on like uh, Christmas Day, and then took so it back out of theaters. Their nominations, so they could, weird. but they shot themselves in the foot because this is its only nomination, so didn't really work for them. Um, but from the trailers, the costumes look like good period piece costumes. Um, That's another one of those things. Like frequently, if you do a period piece your film's gonna get nominated that's that's why i love even if they're not good there's entire videos about how bad the costumes are for little women and yet it still got nominated that's why i would that's why i'm a partial to cruella and dune because 
they're different. Original. Like Cruella is pushing the envelope. It's mixing old. It's a, it's a lot of different styles yeah. added in. Uh, and then June I, is giving us like worldly stuff intermixed with this like yeah. galactical feel. It's, uh, yeah, it's really what and those And there's something about, I will say with June, what is incredible is the way that the costumes, like in the wind and the way the yeah. stuff moves is just really good. But yeah. I still think Cruella should win yeah. just for I mean, sheer like, I mean, it's a, it was incredible. Fashion. <laughs> it was as soon as she pulled away with that damn uh trash dress pulling behind her i was like give it costumes now i don't yeah. need to see anything yes. else doing your second place cruella i want you to win <laughs> but also those suits though that's the other thing with dune is those are all practical like they built yes. those weird suits that they had to move i'm like yeah i mean yes. it definitely deserves this uh nomination although i will always point out how silly it is that they're like we have these suits and they contain all of your liquid oh. so they can't lose any and then they all walk around outside with their mouths open and their yeah. eyes open and they're not covered I understand you have to see the actor's face. Pretty but... actors, Ren. Why are we hiring these pretty people if we're not going to show them? I don't know. Maybe you could cut a half an hour out of your film by not just spending a bunch of time on all the time they spend walking across the desert. The reaction Maybe. shots of Zendaya. <laughs> but, um, anyway. All right. Best supporting actor. Um, have which ones have you you've seen? Being the Ricardos. My God. I have seen Being the Ricardos. Nikki Simmons was very good. He was <laughs> fine. I don't know. I just I'm so jaded. I would have rather seen Robin De Jesus from Tick Tick Boom in here. I would. Oh, rather he even, was very good. It's really good. I would have rather seen even Jamie Dornan from freaking Belfast to, to give that a double nomination. Uh, and if we're just going by like entertaining type of i would have rather seen john bernthal from king so, richard get in so we've come to being the ricardo so here's the next crutch of the uh oscar nomination cohort they are hollywood elites uh they are snubbed and goddamn do they love thinking about themselves so if you want an oscar nomination just make a movie about Hollywood and you're fucking guaranteed to have those people creaming their pants all over your stupid film. Case and point, La La Land. Oh, this year. We'll the artist. Uh, I'm sorry, the artist was good, but also the artist was not like as incredible as everybody made it out to be. Does anybody even remember that movie? It shouldn't have won Best Picture. I'm sorry. It was good. I liked the artist. I did not sure. think it deserved a Best Picture. Uh, I am a theater film nerd i am all about the history of film i fucking love this shit but that doesn't make just because i like it and it pokes all of my little like nerd haha oh, i love it because it's inside information that i understand and know all about i can understand the difference between that and like oh, is this a good piece of film is this actually good last year um, mank with all those damn nominations mank, yes. uh and this year yeah licorice pizza and freaking being the ricardos ticked off that box so yep. there you go and uh, i heard yeah, licorice pizza was good i didn't yeah. see that one well, not to me i hate licorice. not to larry oh hot uh, take yeah, no, I, I was not a fan. I'm glad it got like shut out with these acting categories, actually, because same thing with West Side Story. It got the one, and she's the only one I would allow. So I'm glad little Rachel Good. Zegler, keep your ass at home, girl. You wasn't welcome. But for this, um, I think Syrian Hines was great in Belfast. I think Trey Coatser was great. He's also the first deaf male nominee at the Oscars history. So that's fun. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee was good. Jesse Plemons was, he was all right. I don't know. People overhype him a little bit too, in my opinion. But the weird category, it's like a, uh, I, I think it's between, I mean, it's probably between Troy Coatser and Cody Smith McPhee, I would say, but we'll see. 
Disappointing. Has Simmons won an Oscar yet? Yeah, he won for Whiplash. Which, oh, great. Amazing. I was going to say, if he hadn't won one yet, then. Oh, he'd be alive. <laughs> so that's the other. Sorry. Problem number 24 with the Oscars. Uh, there's this weird thing that they do where they give people awards for movies they weren't really that impressive or great in because it's time, because they nominated them a bunch of times before and didn't give them an Oscar, or they've just been working a really long time and we all know they're a very good act actor, uh, but they had just hadn't gotten one yet. Now, the anomaly in this fucking Peace is going close. <laughs> they just, for whatever reason, refuse. We don't know. I think it's one of those like she. We want to actually give her one for something. She's so good. We're not going to pull this bullshit on Glenn Close or something. But uh, the case in point is Laura Dern, who won her Oscar for stupid marriage story i liked marriage story i was going through a divorce at the time i thought it was a very wonderful accurate like uh, depiction she was not laura during the top of her game and even like she even was better in women. little women that came out the same year i would have accepted her win more if it were for little women than that i, I just can't Which, so anyways yeah i just that ugh. was my point with J.K. Simmons is he has won he already, has yes, won. but he is one of those people that's been around for a long time. Forever. If he hadn't already won for something, he Watch would have been out. a lot harder to beat in that category. Well, we'll Next category. So supporting actress, uh, Jesse Buckley, Ariana DeBose, Judy Dench, Kristen Dunst, and Anjanue Ellis. Wait, did you see King Richard, Rin? I did. No? I did okay. see King Richard. Uh, so I that's, know, that's your very good. She was very good. I'm so glad. I was getting a little bit shaky that she was on shaky ground. So I'm very glad that she yeah. made it in. She was great. She like stole, stole the show every time she yeah. was on screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm shocked that Judy Dench got in. Um, because She's Katrina, Judy Dench. I know, but Katrina Balfi was the one from Belfast that was getting all the hype, all the praise. I actually thought Judy Dench was a little bit better though. So I'm not mad that she beat her out. But However... Judy Dench wins all the time ruth nega should have been in here uh jesse buckley was good but i would have thrown her out and replaced her with ruth because she was amazing and uh we were so close Ren, to making history if ruth nega had gotten in this would have been the first time we had a majority poc category so, uh, close. so close with ingenue and ariana ariana dubose she was the one performance from West Side Story. I was willing to accept to get nominated. She did. She also has the best part in West Side Story, Anita. So, I mean, yeah, we had the most. that role has already won an Oscar uh, for, for Rita Moreno. So, who has won an EGOT? Yes. 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 Rita Moreno. That, that role Legend just status. gets you the Oscars. Uh, and we'll see on this one. Maybe. Right. I hate that. I hate the idea that anybody involved in this film is getting some like second hand boost off of the success of the first film. They're winning the same awards that because the film the already had won. The whole point of why people are like, what the fuck? Why did this need to be remade? Because they just remade it. It's not even a requel. They didn't Very even similar. do anything to really update it that much for 2022 that made it necessary for this time and age. Much as they like to say they did. Sorry, they took, out, they took out some of the explicit racism 
um, and actually cast brown folks rather than just paint people's faces. That's just, that was their update. Sorry. But honestly, the that original one had a lot of brown people. The original yeah, did have a lot of brown people. not the front one. Just... <laughs> Rita Moreno. I don't need to defend the racism of old Hollywood. <laughs> Red's like, wait, let me stop real quick. Actually, let me pull it back. Um, yeah, uh, they did very little to to update it. I'm just gonna say that. But best actor. All right, Ren, this might be your most seen category. It is my most seen category. In the Ricardos. Okay, <laughs> first of all, and King Richard. Stupid being the Ricardos. I I. I didn't hate being the Ricardos. I was shocked to see so many nominations for being the Ricardos for what it was. It what what uh, none of it. Okay, this is what's even more ridiculous about it is I you know I'm a I'm a Hollywood nerd. I'm a fucking old movies nerd. I love Lucille Ball. I love Desi Arnaz. These two actors did not do a good job of playing these people. I did not buy them as these people in real life at all. So it seems very strange that we're rewarding them for portraying characters that we have a reference for poorly. Anyways, Just, so Javier Bardem like, is horrible. That's a horrible nomination, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> I expected it to come, but Nicolas Cage was right there for Pig, or even, I haven't seen it, but Peter Dinklage was right there. Like, he had a big group of champions wanting him in. I would have even accepted Leonardo DiCaprio again from Don't Look Up before I accepted freaking Javier Bardem. I, I think that was actually one of Leonardo DiCaprio's, like, it was the furthest away. It was one of his most acty roles. Like, yeah. in Don't Look Up, he's actually different <laughs> from normal Leonardo DiCaprio. He's this, like, dumpy old professor and, and who's, so like, better than Javier Bardem. <laughs> and he was, Yeah. Yes, I'm very glad. I hope he wins it, to be honest. I think he was, it was like a killer performance. Um, and so people you know, are, a, people a lot are of really people thinking Will Smith is getting that treatment we talked about earlier. Uh, this is his, I think, third nomination. Oh, he's been in the business for a long time. I think people are really feeling like Will Smith is getting the let's give it to will finally treatment yeah. this award season. i mean he was he was he really good. good he definitely he deserved the nomination yes 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 but uh i just love andrew garfield so much i think i, I think i'm i think i'm fully biased on this <laughs> i think i'm fully biased i loved andrew garfield i identified so hard with his yeah. character no, in that film it was like you feel it just like i do so like i and i cannot relate to will smith's character yeah, in the no. same way this so, honestly this category i'm pretty if <laughs> If they dare give it to Javier, uh, that will be the only <laughs> way I'm outright furious. Because I do think yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. was actually quite good in The Power of the Dogs. Denzel is always amazing. And seeing him, like, eat up, like, Macbeth is, you know, it's just great to watch. And then Andrew and Will probably gave two, you know, their best performances of their whole careers as well. They were both great. So yeah. I think this is a great category, except Javier. <laughs> Yeah. Which I can almost say for the next one too for best actress. This Just one is <laughs> is equally my most seen category. Okay, uh, three out of the five. Wait, did you see Spencer? I oh no, I did not. I saw the Eyes of Tana Fey, the Lost Daughter, and oh, you saw the Lost Daughter. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought you hadn't seen the Lost Daughter yet, but okay. 
I did. I watched The Last Daughter. Yeah. Well, so I was actually going to say in Best Supporting Actress, I did think Jesse Buckley was really good in The Last Daughter. Um, I mean, the thing with that film is it, it is just an acting film. Like, it is very pretty. Like, in term, like I mean, I am, I'm down to watch any movie that takes place <laughs> in a beautiful European, like, setting. Yeah. Um, and, but- and Jesse Buckley, to her credit, has also been putting in a lot of really good performances over the past several years that have mm-hmm. just gone, like, not even made a splash. So mm-hmm. it is nice to see her get a role that she kills yet again yeah. and get some recognition. But yeah. Olivia Coleman is obviously always great. Like, yeah. <laughs> Olivia Coleman is, I love her. (laughs) What can we say? She's had my heart for forever. She's had my heart for Peep Show, which many people have not even seen. Not Americans anyways. Highly recommend it if you can get your hands on it. I think you can find it on Amazon streaming. Super funny. It's like one of the first things that she ever did. And it's hilarious. I highly recommend it. Um, But yeah, she's always good. I'm actually a little bored with it now. I'm like, "Eh, give it to somebody else. Olivia gets it all the time. It's also why I'm glad. We know. I'm glad that (laughs) as much as we love her and she was good, I'm glad we didn't get Francis with Tragedy of Macbeth. Denzel was enough. He was the highlight part of the film. is another one that I'm like bored with. I'm like, love you, girl. Nominating her, giving her awards. (laughs) We're good. The other thing is, well, this is a total side note. Francis McDormand, I don't really feel like she does anything much far further away from her like neutral self anymore at all. Yeah, I mean Fargo. At least we got something a little different. Yeah, and I was willing Fargo's to accept it when it was just like I. I think she should have won for one or the other, Nomadland She's- or three billboards like she yeah. should have won for one or the other those two roles shouldn't have both gotten her an oscar win in my They're opinion also all like you then watch her walk up on stage and be the characters <laughs> in the movies. like it's not like a stretch from yeah. her like fundamental humanity and like it's i mean i think that's I, again i know like i don't know how we just how do we judge acting do we judge yeah. acting based on like <laughs> I like this actor or do we judge acting based on holy shit that person clearly put in a lot of work Jessica fucking Chastain holy shit that woman put in work to be Tammy Faye that I just like, hope oh god Miss the- Sloan to Tammy Faye like yeah. look at the difference in the the those two roles that's how you know Jessica Chastain was yeah. like working that she like really research that role um i'm so scared say, that they're gonna be like oh over the top like that's the one criticism i hear as backlash to jessica and i'm like look at tammy <laughs> she had to if she had done any less it wouldn't have worked i promise you um now i will say this is world number 42 about the oscars <laughs> stupid fucking oscars it used to be that if you wanted to win an oscar you had to you if you wanted to win an oscar you could do one of two things you could play a famous historical figure or you could play somebody disabled we don't want to see (laughs) relatively abled actors playing disabled people anymore (laughs) we understand why that's a problem now so you can't do that anymore now you just get in trouble uh, so now the only option, if you're really, really gunning for that Oscar, is to play a historical figure. And here we have two. So who knows what will happen? Probably yeah, Chris Stewart will take it. I'm thinking. We have, we have. Well, I guess technically we kind of have. We have three people at least. We have Tammy Faye. We have uh, Lucille Ball, and we have 
uh, die. Princess Di. Oh, yeah. Lucille Ball, too. Jesus. So we have three right. different. And when you look at the actors, we have uh, Desi Arnaz. We I'm just like, absolutely. Andrew, Will That's Smith. True. And then he's not a historical figure, but Macbeth may as well be. <laughs> may as well be. It's been done he's so done damn much. <laughs> also, Will Smith doesn't, no, 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 they have to be dead. They can't okay. be still alive. Okay, they have dead. to be dead. So Will Smith has got that going. Okay. That's a little negative. At least the plane. person to, he's still Correct. kicking. He's still yes. alive. Yes. Doesn't but count, otherwise. category, again. Uh, but Nicole Kidman was not good. I love Nicole Kidman. She was not good as Lucille Ball. I did not buy her for a goddamn second. She wasn't funny. That was the core problem with being the Ricardos, is they took the queen of comedy, this incredible, wonderful human being who trailblazed across televisions, across America, and they made her completely kind of mean a little bit and boring and not funny at all and i just don't and that's the thing is people even if you're trying to argue that that's how she was off camera they show her on camera they show her doing this stuff and she still did not embody lucille ball the lucy that we saw in front of our own eyes nope i would throw Uh, her out immediately honestly her perform again it's not as bad as javier brought them to me he was a little bit worse uh but I mean, it's uh, it's bad. Like, oh god, Lady Gaga was the huge shock because she's the only actress who had gotten BAFTA, SAG, Critics' Choice, and Golden Globe nominations. None of these other women have gotten all of them. Wasn't she, that movie like horribly bad? I mean, it was, but it was still getting nominated. So we're like, oh, wasn't the uh, isn't the uh, wasn't that the uh, what the isn't that Lady Gaga shot at an EGOT too? I mean, she and she campaigned hard as. Fuck. Like she was, have a Tony? she was, no, she has a, no, she doesn't have a Tony. She has an Oscar already because she oh, wrote Shallow okay. uh, in that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Good. It has that writing. She got, her, she got her Emmy for American Horror Story. Yeah, she, got um, Emmy. she got her Grammy, obviously. Obviously. Several. And then she got, yeah. <laughs> oh, so she just needs to go do something on Broadway. And then yes, she's which set. I'm sure with the way she campaigned on this damn Oscar trail, I well, she'll be running for that EGOT immediately because she would tried hard to get this nomination and got they I think that turned them off. Maybe she was talking crazy. Like she was like, I even when I was eating breakfast, I embodied whatever I forget her name, Francesca Gucci or whatever. One of these days, we're gonna do a whole episode about <laughs> method acting and why it's fucking stupid but for now let's uh, move on i wish i actually really wish tessa thompson had gotten in for passing i thought she was yeah, amazing in passing see, yeah i didn't see uh, that film but from what i heard it seems shocking that greatest. neither of those women yeah. got and they both got snubbed and they both were so good don't nominate nicole kidman come on and give it to tessa thompson <laughs> All right, we're All right. closing in on our Woo. final two Director. Uh, categories. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, Kenneth Branagh, Dane Campion, oh gosh, sorry if I butchered this, Ryosuke Hamaguchi, and Steven Spielberg. Okay, take Steven Spielberg right off of that fucking list. And why is Dennis Villanueva, who got all oh these nominations God. for Dune, otherwise? Someone was arguing with me on there. Twitter. I was like, how does it make it make sense? You literally said this film did all of the things really, really well and apparently directed itself because we're not going to give credit to the person who directed all of this. Like, all he did was write an incredible <laughs> adapted screenplay. Like, 
what how do you i don't i don't understand how do you watch dune and not think that was a very well directed film i don't i don't don't get it steven spielberg uh, some people are speculating that they're just holding on to it until part two comes out and then if he loses part two i will slap someone because (laughs) honestly i would have gotten rid of paul thomas anderson i don't think licorice pizza was particularly all that amazingly directed um but everybody just creams their (sighs) pants for paul thomas anderson kenneth brana i i think kenneth brana deserved it i know that people like to they they like to turn on belfast because it's kind of a sweet film but it was really like a pretty well done love letter to his home and himself Um, oscar roll 242 If you want to win an Oscar, you absolutely should not make a film that makes people feel good. <laughs> yeah, that's usually <laughs> a death sentence. Unless it's racist. Uh, unless it's full of racism or has like racist backstory uh, and it's called Green Book or Driving Miss Daisy <laughs> and is a feel good. And then then they'll give it. The, well, you know, you the trick work. always is like poking at that little white liberal. <laughs> yes, if you make that white that people feel good. Just, right. Yeah, that's the trick. Um, but yeah, I, I'm shocked to see drive my car. I'm, I'm very happy it got in. Um, again, anytime foreign films can kind of break through, even after Parasite, it still is kind of like a fun little, okay, okay. But also, okay, and I'm not saying that I haven't seen it. I have no idea. But also a little part of me is like, are they just doing it because they keep getting yelled at about it? Is that what's going on? I mean, like, honestly, I mean, I don't know if it was directed well enough to give it, but I'm like, we still, after all these years, we still don't have a black director who has ever won this award, male or female. So even even when Moonlight won Best Picture, you all thought the guy who directed La La Land directed his film better. Uh, Maybe so, we'll luck out and Jane will win for Power of the Dog, and then the, we'll uh, a have little women. mystery was made. She is the first ever female to get two nominations in the category. No other woman has been nominated twice. We also made history. We have back to back female nominees. We have never had two years in a row where a woman got nominated. <laughs> and if she wins, which... Moving up in the world! What a Campion right now, I think, is the leader in, like, all stats uh, coming in. If she wins, we'll get back-to-back female winners of so the So maybe category. it's a good thing that uh, Dennis Villanueva <laughs> didn't get nominated. because. <sighs> Yeah, speaking of, here we go. Best Picture, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. The big shot for me was Nightmare Alley getting in. Um, It didn't have a lot of momentum coming in. So I was just. Man, they love Guillermo del Toro now, though. Um, How can you not? I mean, just as a person. I mean, I love Guillermo del Toro. the most beautiful, soulful, kind person in the world. And I, I cannot think wait just for a Guillermo him. del Toro episode because I've done a little research on him and I love him even more now. He's amazing. Um, he's amazing. But um, if, listen, if it was between Nightmare Alley and being the Ricardos, thank you, Jesus, for putting yes. Nightmare Alley because I, I haven't watched Nightmare Alley yet. So I'm not, I, but I already know it's better than opinion. That. Just trust me, it's better than that. But I do think stupid fucking West Side Story shouldn't be on this fucking list. I think it's it has just... a pretty good chance at winning. Is my Jesus theory. Christ? I Why mean, it, it got it got a lot of um it got a lot of the big categories that you need director. Why? It got screenplay. Nobody liked it. I guess <laughs> no, that's not true. 
the, the, the film it. nerdy people loved it um god and it kills me inside did it get editing no it did miss film editing so i think the the odds on favorite right now is the power of the dog because it got all of the nominated the categories it needs if dune had gotten that director nomination like it should have it would have been closer but uh, it just um, other thing in this category, I liked Don't Look Up. I don't know why the fuck it is nominated for Best Picture. It's only, I believe, the third, right, second, I think it's only the second or third Rotten film on the Rotten Tomatoes score to get a Best Picture nomination. So there's that. It's Rotten. It has like a 56% right now. There's this, uh, there's this idea some people have where they're like, if you didn't like Don't Look Up, it's because you didn't get it. And I think that is such a pretentious, that is stupid take on it because it there's plenty of things to not like about Don't Look Up. It's very long, kind of disjointed, very preachy. Um, I was like, that's a thing on a film like that. How can you walk out of that film not getting it? I mean, he literally bashes you over the head every couple minutes. He just bashes you again with his messaging. You're like, oh, again, oh got it. I liked Don't Look Up. I thought fine. it was interesting. I, I think, you know, I always give credit to films that I'm like still thinking about a couple of days later. Um, but yeah, I never also, would have pegged it for a best picture nom. Super sad. Tick, tick, boom, got a snub here. We It, it had really, yeah. it had built up momentum again. It had gotten nominated at so many of the award shows previous to this. And it just. It does make me feel good now, though, to feel like I'm not totally crazy and that. I, d I didn't just love Tick Tick Boom. Although, you know what? It is, is. Rabid fan base, right? Rabid fan base. Also, it's a fucking show about theater people. <laughs> it's a movie about theater people. So, uh, there's a. <sighs> we can identify as our. Like, most film people started at some point in theater. We've all heard Rent. Um, yeah, I just. I. I don't know. I would have. I just would have preferred that in over something like "Don't Look Up." I don't know. Yeah, agreed. Like well, actually, because Tick Tick Boom was actually really well done, and like just reading about how it was put together, I think it actually, honestly, was pretty great as an adapted screenplay. I think it probably should have gotten a nomination there, but what are you gonna do? There you go. They're just like, no, thank you. So there was some very good adapted <sighs> screenplays in there. In there was, and then there was some that I'm like, eh. also, I don't understand because I thought they worked a little bit more off of Richard Williams' book, but apparently he just like did it off of interviews more and took tidbits from the book but i was like mm. king richard being an original screenplay is a little bit odd to me but it i don't know that's the other thing if you adapt or just continue writing your own screenplay then it's adapted like moonlight yeah. was adapted like what yeah sometimes and that's another problem with the oscars is especially in that category it's just weird what they decide is adapted and what they decide is not and it's yeah it's like the whole qualification so weird. I do think that what's that international one... and what's not right oh, like God. for some weird reason uh british films are not considered international films yeah. i think that's a, so they changed the name because of that i think so it's foreign language film um just to snuff that out because we were like what the hell should a 1917 be a for like a for an international film <laughs> like hello uh that's a british production <laughs> Yeah, just because they speak English and are white, uh, they are still foreign to the United States of America, where you're housed. 
and also the Hollywood foreign press who we don't really acknowledge until they start bringing in folks and stop bribing people and being shitty. Um, you're literally called the Hollywood foreign press. So what, what constitutes foreign or like what, what? Great question. You're supposed to be a global entity. I don't understand. But I mean, that's all the bureaucratic bullshit that goes on with these award shows that makes them infuriating. Yes. Uh, my biggest happiness was that Kristen Stewart made it in because she was getting snubbed left, right, and center at everything, the BAFTAs, the SAGs, all of them. And I thought for sure she was done. And so when she got her name called this morning, I was so excited. <laughs> okay. So excited. But I presume we'll be back probably a little bit closer to the Oscars to give maybe our final predictions. We could do like a little contest, a little final predictions with the snarks. Yes. <laughs> Ren will have to get to work. Um, you have a lot on this list to the, watch. The Holy best pictures. Crap. Which ones have you seen, Ren? I have seen Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard. Uh, that's it. And then I'm going to watch Nightmare oh. Alley probably tomorrow. Okay, um, so three out of ten. <laughs> that's not enough. Okay, you're usually a little closer, I think. I'm usually <laughs> a little closer, except they decided to nominate a bunch of stupid fucking films this year. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about a lot of these films. Um, I do think West Side Story is a stupid fucking movie, but well, I, I'm the dog and uh, and Nightmare Alley are at your fingertips. Great. So. Yes. I'm. Yeah. That's two that are at my fingertips. Yeah. Uh, we're planning to go see Drive My Car. That's yes. good. I think Coda is on Apple. Oh, Coda Plus. is on Apple. So I can Plus, hit so that one. That so the too. ones that are going to be tricky are Licorice West Pizza, Side Story, Licorice Pizza, and Belfast. Yes. Yeah. Those three are not on like streaming. Or they're not on Blu-ray and DVD even yet. And I like really don't want to spend money to go see West. And Pizza. they're also not really playing in much theaters anymore because they're yeah. old. They're in that weird spot between yeah, like roll back out because yeah, of the Oscar Oscars. nomination. That'll be fine. <sighs> See it. Oh, I'm red. really excited to let's plan to go see all the little animated shorts yeah. and live shorts. I'm like my to... favorite thing about Oscar time is like those little packages. So they just yeah. package them all together. So I could just go and watch all the short films. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fun. Well, that was our... we'll let you know what we think. <laughs> that was our snarky take on these Oscar nominees. Of the entire all... Oscar nomination process. Everything, all things Oscar all nominations uh, today. Hopefully, you all enjoyed the the snarky nonsense that was going on here tonight. But we want to hear what were you excited made it in today, and what were you angry that got the snub, that got the axe. Let us know either in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube, or you can hit both of us up on Twitter. Ren, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ren Manley. Uh, if you want to scream at me in a void, or you can find me on Instagram at rennypoo13. Perfect. And you can find us as a podcast at Cinema Snarks on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions on YouTube and Instagram. Also, if you like this kind of stuff, give us a, a little rating, give us a little review. It helps out our podcast. It helps other people to find our ranty nonsense. So we would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Stay tuned for our Guillermo del Toro episode coming up coming soon. soon. Oh yeah. You won't want to miss that. We love us some Guillermo. So we might be a little bit happier on that one, but <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.